0: Welcome to the CFB Dynasty Podcast. with hosts Matt Knowles and Brian McElfresh.
1: All right, everyone. How you doing out there? This is the CFBDynasty.com podcast. My name is Matt Knowles. Over here on the top, you got the founder and the creator of CFBDynasty.com, Mr. Brian McElfresh. And down over here, always the bridesmaid, never the bride, Mr. Doug Gravely. How are you doing today, Brian and Doug?
0: Great, man. How are you doing, Matt?
1: Doing good, man. Doing good. Just had a a two-and-a-half-hour-long high school soccer game that uh, ran me into the ground last night. But I'm here today. I'm refreshed. I'm ready. Because today, we're going to be talking about freshmen coming in to college football. We're going to have a little CFB Dynasty, little mock draft today of just freshmen. We'll talk a little bit more about that here in just a minute but the first thing i want to talk about we're going to go to a random question did either of you guys watch anything about the nfl pro bowl this past week and if so what were your thoughts Let's <laughs> and i do it
2: so the first thing that i liked about the pro bowl was um the case that Derek carr made to go to a new team he looked pretty good um in that quarterback skills competition but as soon as the pro bowl went to the uh tossing water balloons thing like I did when I was in elementary school back and forth. I kind of stopped watching it.
1: You don't I think the do professional athletes should be tossing around water balloons? Come on, man. What, if, what about if they were like throwing pies at each other's faces?
2: Man, every time one of those balloons popped on one of those guys, they looked so angry. <laughs> so angry.
1: Well, but we all know that the, that the Pro Bowl has been become a farce over the last few years. And they're just trying to find ways to be able to to, to make it more interesting. And and I think that there's some merit to it, but but BMAC, I know that uh, that you feel like the age range we need we need to kind of fix, kind of kind of maneuver that age range a little bit. What what's your thoughts?
0: So my son's birthday, his six year old birthday party is coming up in uh, three weeks or so, and it's it's he's like right in range, right where this is a a pretty good and acceptable game, other than you know someone like shoes getting soaked or whatever when they drop a a, the water balloon so uh, six to eight is probably the acceptable range here i feel like uh i was i watched at the exact same time as you probably dug where it was quarterbacks you know their accuracy and all that stuff hitting the targets and all that that was kind of fun um i've always enjoyed that in the past you know the the long ball where they have the like chalk on the end of the ball and and that kind of stuff that was fun but uh (laughs) No, they lost me on the on the water balloon toss. Man, if I was doing the Pro Bowl setup, or kind of what what would be interesting to me, I guess, would be some sort of Olympic style where you know you're seeing them compete in basketball or you're seeing them compete in, in <clears throat> golf and other things um, would be more fun than really trying to force you know the, the 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 football version of it.
1: Well, they did. They actually did do a, the, a longest shot in golf, and it was actually pretty interesting seeing that. Um, I feel like the idea was good every time somebody won one of those skills competitions they got points then you got to the, the flag football games and if you won the first one then you got points for your team I thought that that like the overall concept to try and make it more entertaining um, was fun I think that there was some some good aspects to it. Do I think that all the competitions like the water balloon, that one definitely had a lot of cringe <laughs> factor to it, but what else are you going to do with offensive linemen? I mean, what else are they going to do to be able to be involved? I mean, I would picks. have hated, I would have yep. hated to be the offensive lineman.
2: in Pie the contest.
1: Yeah. Well, they probably right. Cause the offensive lineman in the flag football game were, they were ineligible receivers. So the, all they did was snap the ball, then just basically sit on the ground. I'm like, I would have hated to be an offensive lineman in the flag football part of the game. But I think that the concept was right. Just maybe we need to uh, maybe we need to 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 massage it a little bit. So, Doug, if you were the one that was in charge of the Pro Bowl, what would you do to to make it more interesting?
2: Man, honestly, I'd bring it back to where it used to be years ago. Um, Brian showed me a clip when we were at work the other day of Sean Taylor coming down and smashing somebody in the Pro Bowl. And I'm like, that's where the Pro Bowl needs to be again. (laughs) You know? Like I said, I miss. That'll never happen again. It. I know, I know, but I miss, <laughs> I miss the uh, the chalk at the end of the football when they're pinging targets, the longest throw competition. The, you know, if it's the Pro Bowl for football, then show the skills about football. I don't care about a water balloon. I want to see what skills they have. I want to see make them out, make them run the forty yard dashes. Do do something. <laughs> make
1: them you know, go something... back. Make go back to the combine. Is what you're saying? <laughs> right, Treat right. The NFL and then Pro Bowl like the combine, that could be cool. And
2: then the old the old competition they had where it was like a quarterback who would throw some balls at targets then, or, or throw to receivers, you know, they had to catch it in a certain circle, you know, I I miss those, those drills like that, where it was like four guys on a team and they would compete, you know? So I would bring it back more old style. I know we're not going to see like a Sean Taylor smash in a pro bowl game. These guys don't want to kill each other. Although we did see Jalen Ramsey smash, uh, Tyree kill but i'm saying you know,
1: they got to go smash my boy what the
2: heck so but yeah i would want it to be more old school in the sense of if it's the football pro bowl then show football stuff bmac
1: what would you balloons. do bmac what would you do to try and improve the pro bowl would you have them play some some madden or something like that
0: <coughs> no no at this point i think i would just skip it <laughs> it's uh, i used to watch it every year I, I haven't watched it in years so it just sucks yeah. now
1: I feel like they're going the right direction. I think there's definitely some tweaks, um, but I do like the intent of, hey, we didn't need to make a massive correction to the Pro Bowl because it's been a farce over the last few years. It was almost like flag football over the last few years anyways. so to make it a flag football game, it seemed like there's a little bit more fun to it. So, you know, they just kind of work out some of the kinks. So that's where we're at when it comes to our, our random question to start the show. <clears throat> now we're going to jump into – our mock draft when it comes to freshmen. So there's a lot of information that needs to be obtained. and needs to be, uh, be uh, logged when it comes to these, these freshmen. So BMAC, you, I know you've um, you started doing the depth charts for all the schools. And um, one of the things that you said earlier is doing these depth charts. You're not going to see a whole lot of freshmen on the depth charts. Why don't you talk about that a little bit?
0: Yeah, sure. So if you're on the website and you go to draft prep, And then CFB depth charts, uh, you'll see, you know, what we've kind of started recently. These are going to obviously change and be updated over time. Um, And a lot of it, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be getting direct input from writers as we go about like our Q&A series where we're talking with, um, you know, beat writers and stuff or uh, similar type people for these schools. But anyways, this is where a lot of. current depth charts originate from it's not just us and putting random things in order um you know we'll be communicating with these writers like we do every year anyways that's live and on the site we don't have a ton out there yet because you know really only the the bigger schools kind of have this stuff out there right now so you'll see a lot of smaller schools be popping in there and all that stuff but um yeah like we've got one freshman projected starter as of right now you've got to scroll all the way down to to ucla where colin schlee is going to battle it out with dante moore for the starting job and man in the all-star game dante moore came out and looked so good so um like like he was built for it like he was kind of directing the show and um obviously had some great receivers to throw to it was an all-star game but he was also throwing against all-stars so um I think at some point this year, at least, we'll have Dante Moore as as the lead guy. But these are things we're going to learn more in spring and then in fall and keep all this stuff up to date, which will also affect where we rank all these guys. But yeah, so if you think back to two weeks ago, as we're getting into this mock draft here, we're focused on Dynasty, right? Not just this year. If you look at the – so on YouTube, if you see the screen – Or if you go to the What We Learned article, you'll see all the data where you can see by position uh, how did each class perform, meaning how were seniors versus sophomores versus juniors versus freshmen. And the top 24 quarterbacks, so in a two-quarterback league, only 5%, um, and it's really just Drake May, right, that um, he was the alone freshman standout. Last year, it's an anomaly when you get a freshman out there. And then at running back, um, 7% out of the top 36 um, or finished in the top 36. And then at receiver, it was uh, 0% freshman finished in the top 36. Um, And then at tight end, yeah, 10% of the top 24 were were tight ends uh, that were freshmen. So anyways... We're looking forward, you know, looking into the future more, um, you know, Dynasty style.
1: That's right. This is not CFB single season. It's CFB Dynasty. So we're looking for freshmen that we feel like are going to have an impact over the course of their college career in the CFB Dynasty Home League. We're looking at college and pro. But for, for purposes of this podcast, we're going to be talking about over the course of their college career, Uh, We think they're going to have some kind of impact on, on our ability to have a solid college team. So how we're going to do this, we are going to draft six rounds. It's going to be a snake draft, six rounds. We're going to pick the order here live in just a minute. Um, We're going to be taking two quarterbacks, two running backs, two wide receivers. We're not going to be drafting any tight ends here. We will talk just a minute about some tight ends, Uh, but that's what the positions are going to be. Two quarterbacks, two running backs, two wide receivers. And uh, we're going to see how these teams kind of stack up. So, um, BMAC, let's talk about those tight ends again and why, why we want to have a little bit of a spotlight on the tight ends, even though they're not going to be involved in this mock.
0: Sure, even in a little three-team, six-round mock, two of these tight ends would absolutely go. Um, one of them still remains to be um, uncommitted. <clears throat> Deuce Robinson, uh, 6'6", 225, like perfect size. Um, on 3 he's got him. Uh, the player comp of Jimmy Graham. And obviously we know how effective he was for fantasy at the U and then in new Orleans with drew Brees and, um, and more. And then there's Nicholas Harbor, who he was an athlete. We're not sure where he's going to land. He could be elite, elite edge rusher. Um, but he also could end up being, uh, cause he's a track star. He could also end up being, you know, potentially, I guess, a wide receiver or a tight end. I think, uh, if you're looking at where, what's going to position him to make the most money in the NFL, if that's his thing. He might choose edge rusher, so he might not even be someone that would be drafted in fantasy. Um, His player comp is DK Metcalf. So um, size, speed, total freak athlete, Um, both of those guys. He and Deuce would both be selected, but we're we're not doing tight ends today.
1: All right, so we're going to have a snake draft. Obviously, you have the three of us here, so we have to determine the order. So, by virtue of the fact that Doug loves to be second, he has already <laughs> assured the second position. d I've got a little piece of paper here in front of me. I've either got the letter Q or the letter X written on it. You pick. If you get it right, you get a pick. If you want the first spot or the third spot, what's your decision, Q or X? Uh, Q. All right, it is an X, so that means I get a pick. I will go first. Doug will go second. Mac will go third. <clears throat> How do you like that, Doug? Do you think that that was a fair way to determine the uh, the, the order?
2: Hey, until I prove myself, I'll stick a second.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll start the mock draft right now. I think that there's a, a consensus, number one, that is the obvious pick. Really? And that's Arch Manning to me. Mm. I think here's the, here's the reason why. I'll definitely go with Arch Manning because of the fact that there is so much hype around Arch Manning. He's got the pedigree. He's got two hall of fame level quarterbacks um, in his family bloodline. Um, You know that he is going to get every possible opportunity to succeed. Arch Manning is not going to get benched. You know, if he gets benched, he's going to transfer somewhere. I just think that the hype train around him is so big that it's going to be impossible for him to not get playing time and not get put into a position where he's going to have a chance to succeed. So that is my pick with the number one pick. So
0: when he was like in eighth grade and started getting hyped, I knew at that point, all right, I've got to position myself to potentially snag Arch Manning. And now in our league, we can't trade that many years ahead and all that stuff. Right. So Sean, I, I went for his pick basically this past year thinking he would be, you know, the first pick, but you know, whatever, he ended up being the second pick. And, uh, but I traded that pick cause I'm not as, as high on Arch Manning right now. I love where he's at at Texas and Sarkeesian and the weapons they're putting around him and all that stuff. And he could be great. Like he did. So the <coughs> difference between he and uh, you know, maybe Eli or Peyton is he can move a little bit in the pocket. Um, I saw Peyton kind of joking, but seriously, talking about how (laughs) he was disappointed his dad's feet kind of passed a generation, of him and Eli, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, landed in Arch Manning. So I like Arch a lot, but again, I'm not with all the quarterbacks that are there in this class. He wouldn't be my top pick, but he would be fun. So part of it, part of fantasy is... Position your team to win the other part is getting your you know your quote my guys the guys that you just for one reason or another just love them got to have them and if he's that guy for you go get him but i've kind of cooled on him a little bit
2: yep yep i agree i think arch is going to be good but man i don't know i don't know when he's going to play i don't know what the future for Ewers is how long he's planning on staying there potentially there could be a really really good quarterback battle so i don't know it could be fun to watch
1: all right, so Doug, who is your who is your pick at number two in the first round?
2: My number, my pick at number two is going to be a teammate of Arch Manning actually, and I'm going to take Cedric Baxter, uh, the running back that's going to Texas. Um, the reason why is you know he's he's a little bit taller, um, he's a, he's got good receiving skills, um, and Texas lost a lot at running back. I think that that room is kind of wide open for. For a young kid to come and be a staple, maybe for four years. Um, but he's probably he, he's my number two, um, my number two pick. I'm gonna go with Cedric Baxter Jr.
1: I think that's a that's a smart a, a smart way to look at things with uh I mean Roshan Johnson didn't really do a whole lot this year, but I see him in the <clears> middle <throat> of mock drafts in the NFL draft a lot. And that just goes to show how much talent was above him with Bijan that a guy that that had a a down year compared to the year before is still showing up in the middle of mock drafts. So if you're losing those top two guys, you're right. There's a huge gap at Texas at running back.
0: So at running back for Texas, that's my my only concern there is the depth chart. And as players get on campus and they're competing against each other in the same drills – and competing for snaps. He will be competing against a couple really good running backs that they got last year as freshmen. Um, And we're going to talk about that whenever someone takes an Alabama running back too. So um, competition and being able to beat people out, yeah, we'll see. So Baxter, let's see, who the player comp that they have on him is Larry Johnson, which, you know, was a bigger back, but a a do-it-all kind of guy who's got receiving skills and all that stuff, so... (coughs) I like Baxter there. Um, and this is, uh, this is a, uh, let's see a snake draft, right? Yep. Um, all right. So I'll take, uh, Dante Moore from UCLA. I think he's got a really good shot at being a potential year one starter. He's going to be battling with Colin Schley, um, who is going to have his, probably his last year of eligibility, a transfer over from Kent. And, uh, like Dante Moore a lot like i said in the in the opening he killed it um he was the mvp and and looked great in the the all-star game His player comp is tua and uh i just like him a ton in that chip kelly offense i think he's going to put up a ton of points and he's going to have he's got the you know dual threat ability and all that and then let's see i'm going to go ahead and pair him with uh Mm, this one's kind of tough here, but give me on Dickey from Oregon. So mm. he's a six-two and a half, two 210 210-pound guy who's got the size. His player comp is, is A.J. Brown, and um, I think he's going to be an immediate red zone target for Oregon, um, and he'll get some playing time uh, this year for sure.
2: I like that pick. Dickie, uh, if, you, if you guys are bored and want to watch some highlights, man, this, this kid's got some hands. He, he can high point the ball, and he, he doesn't look like he's going to have a case of the dropsies. Let's just put it that way.
0: <laughs> no, no. He's super talented, great size, um, immediate impact player. On a, good, on a team with really good receivers.
1: All right, Doug, who is your pick at number two in the second round?
2: Keeping in mind that it is a, it is a dynasty type format. I think I'm going to take Jackson Arnold out of Oklahoma. Um, I think, uh, you know, Gabriel's obviously, he's coming back. He's, he has no reason to lose that job, but Jackson Arnold's another guy that can, can beat you with his legs. He put in a lot of work from his junior to senior year in high school. They said Um, like put on muscle, put on mass, just, Just a solid kid, got a good arm. Um, I saw some throws that he was making to the back pylon in the end zone, which kind of got me excited. I think, and he just seems to have a really good head on his shoulders. I'm going to take Jackson Arnold out of Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, I think between he and Dante Moore, they are the most polished, like ready to start as freshmen, um, you know, two guys so far in this class at quarterback. All right, Matt, up to you.
1: All right, so I'm going to go the. Uh, I'm just going to go top man on the board. Um, when you have wide receivers at UCLA or Alabama, you want to just go with. You know, there's there's a reason why a guy is going to be be ranked in that top spot. So I'm going to go with Zachariah Branch from USC. You got a cop. When you got a cop of, like of Jalen Waddell, you got speed like that. Um, there's a reason why you give somebody a cop like that because if you if you make a comparison like that and he doesn't, then people are going to uh they're gonna wonder if you even know what the heck you're talking about. But yeah, you can't you can't teach speed like that. So um I think that is where I'm gonna be going.
0: Yeah, the speed is nuts. Like when you think about that USC offense and what they're gonna do. You know, everybody's excited about five star Relique Brown last year and he flashed um like when he was in and got touches, he was really good. Uh mostly after uh die was was injured um but they've got austin jones and then they add marshawn lloyd at running back and that's that's a crowded group there and then at receiver they've got a ton more too they add dorian singer they add zachariah branch um makai lemon um you know along with mario williams taj washington etc so if you like click over to the to the depth chart like Branch is so, so good. He, he'll have to get some play. But we've got Singer, Brendan Rice, Mario Williams, and then Branch, Taj Washington, Kyron Hudson. Like, I don't know. They're, they're just loaded um, at the skill positions. So it's going to be interesting <clears throat> to see how they work him into the offense. But um, he'll get some touches immediately. He's, he's just that good. Yeah.
2: Yeah, when you watch him in that, you know, I call it the showcase, the high school showcase game. That kid. You know, like you said, they're playing the best of the best. And he just seemed like he was running by kids like they were cones, like in the middle of the field. It was insane.
0: All right, well, so man, go you've nothing. got Manning and Branch. Who, who's your I'm, third one?
1: I'm going with another wide receiver. Um, the last few years, Alabama has been the wide receiver factory. but last year, they kind of fell off. The other school that just seems to be one that just puts wide receiver after wide receiver after wide receiver into the pros um, is Ohio State. So I'm going to go Brandon Innes. Uh, when you've got a, a comparison to John Mechie, um, John Mechie was an absolute baller in school. And I think when you're the top rated wide receiver going into Ohio State, um, I really <coughs> like that comparison. And I like, uh, I like the fact that, uh, that he's going to be in that offense that just produces and produces and produces high level wide receivers. So that's my pick at the first pick in the third round of the uh, freshman mock draft.
2: I like that one too. That's a good pick too.
1: BMAC, what do you think about that? I think you're probably going to feel like I snaked your guy because I already had him on my thought process, and I saw you click on him on the board, and I'm like, oh, I love it.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> he was like, already going
1: what? there. He was already going there when I saw you. Click
0: <clears throat> <and> I actually, <throat> I actually wasn't. I've got two guys that I'm hoping fall to me, but uh, kind of interested to see who Doug goes for. But yeah, Ennis is great, and um, I think he's going to be. You know, if there's a freshman that gets into that uh, two-deep rotation at receiver, it's going to be Ennis. All
1: right, Doug, who do you have at number two in the third round?
0: Um,
2: a guy that's a little further down in the rankings um, at receiver, but I like him because of where he's going and the fact that that offense is going to be – Interesting to see what happens with it. Um, I'm going to go Malachi Coleman from Nebraska. Big body receiver, 6'4". He's got comparisons to Martavis Bryant. Hopefully he just doesn't mess up his career doing crazy things like he did. Um, but, you know, he's he's got speed similar of, you know, these young kids that just came out and Garrett Wilson. Um, but I think – with the lack of knowing who's going to take over in Nebraska, because their top guys are gone as well. Um, I think that's why I'm going with that pick. Maybe a freshman will surprise out there and be a go-to guy.
1: Now, do you feel like that's a reach at that spot? I'm not saying he's not going to be a baller, but he's, he's far down the list. Do you feel like you're reaching there uh, to pick him that high in the draft?
2: I don't think so. Um, I'm pretty confident that he's – like like we said, you know, especially in the dynasty aspect, if it's not this year – I can see him being potentially really good next year. All
1: right, good stuff. All right, Brian, you got the back-to-backs. Who is your pick at number three in the third round?
0: Glad this guy fell in a two-quarterback draft, so I'm feeling great about the value I'd get there out of Nico Yam Iom- <coughs> Excuse me, timeout. Iamalieva, I think is how you say it. Um, to me. <laughs> <laughs> so his player comp on on three is Justin Herbert um he you know he's already practicing with the team Joe Milton who he's battling with historically has really struggled hardcore with accuracy whether it's down the field or <clears throat> even medium level passes or short passes like uh all over the field he's he's kind of been a struggle however had an excellent bowl game and so if he's able to kind of figure things out so to speak and um uh, like you gotta love um, where you know he could be in that offense for one year, but then it's Nico's after that. So I like uh, Iamalieva um, there at that pick, and then man, at this next pick, I want to take Ruben Owens from Texas A&M. I want to. I'm not going to though. Jimbo, see, when when Jimbo we'll swerve <laughs> mm. when when Jimbo features a running back, like when they reach that point, it is special. Like he loves to have a bell cow. And so if you get that guy in that offense, it's great. However, in a dynasty league, I'm concerned. You don't want to be, you know, it could be three or four weeks in and they're talking about Jimbo's buyout. um, If they have a rough start to the season. Um, And for fantasy purposes, you don't want to be on the downfall. Um, I had three A&M players, which I've traded all in the last six months, um, just because I am I am concerned about that that downfall there. So I'm going to go wide receiver. Give me uh, another amazing red zone threat, Hakeem Williams at FSU. I think he's going to – like with this – Physical style play, his player comps George Pickens, and I think that perfectly fits the bill. Um, I like where where Haikim's at in terms of getting some red zone targets as a freshman.
1: My biggest problem, I, I looked at Haikim Williams, and it doesn't mean he's not a baller. It's just that it's FSU's offense, and FSU's offense has been all over the place as far as getting the top production out of their players. So that's the only reason why I would be hesitant is just because their yeah. offense has not been producing top level players mm-hmm. uh, as far as college fantasy goes over the last couple of years.
0: Totally agree. And, and there's a, there's a rule that I'm, you know, becoming more and more in favor of is you want wide receivers from pocket passers and you want to avoid them on a, on a dual threat quarterback, which is what they've got right now. But it's this last year, and we'll see who they have after that for the rest of or for the bulk of Hakeem Williams' like college production. Um, whoever the quarterback is is kind of unknown, so we'll see there. But yeah, I'm gonna take the take the shot there with Hakeem, which makes me have to take two running backs to kind of finish this out.
1: All right, so Doug, you've got round four, pick two. What you got?
2: So I'm gonna go probably quarterback. Um, And I know he's going to sit. He just had surgery. Um, But he is all about sitting. He's even said it. Um, He wants to learn. He seems like a good sponge. And I think he's going to be really good when he takes over. I'm going to take Malachi Nelson out of USC. Um, I saw an interview with the kid and he was just talking about, he can't wait to get there and just learn. And, I just love that about a player you know somebody that knows hey I'm not going there to play right now but just wait till I get a chance and like we've said in the past they've got so many weapons coming into that offense whoever is the quarterback there and I hope my pick is a great one in this kid but you know they're bound to be successful yeah that's
0: for sure.
1: This right. is gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I I find it interesting as we get to this point in the freshman mock draft that we've only had one running back taken, and we are at the end of the fourth round. We have <clears> had <throat> a handful of quarterbacks, sample wide receivers, but only one running back. Um, I don't know if that's an indictment on the running backs, or if it's just that uh, we like other positions when it comes to fantasy better at this point.
0: Well, I just think it's uh, these top guys yet again are going to teams that are loaded at the position. So yes, do I've, you want I've time got two that are on my radar? So. <laughs> do you want a timeshare or do you want a guy who, you know, maybe he doesn't quite get there and then he's going to transfer to whatever TCU and, and finish his career there. But um, it's hard to see playing time in the next two years for uh, a bulk of the top seven running backs.
1: Well, as we say that I'm going to not go running back to end the fourth round. I'm going to go, uh, Christopher Vizina from Clemson. Uh, again, a guy that's going to sit for a little bit. Uh, obviously he's going to be sitting behind a guy that is, is a solid quarterback. And, um, I think we saw with DJU that when you follow up a generational talent, like Trevor Lawrence, it's a really difficult job for you to be able to do that. There's very few quarterbacks that can live up to the hype of the guy beforehand. And, um, I think that uh, I don't think that Klubnik is going to have that same kind of hype, and uh, I think that Klubnik is going to do great. Um, but I feel like the guy after Klubnik, I feel like it's going to be more of a quarterback factory at that point. I don't think you're going to see a lot of guys that are going to live up to that that Trevor Lawrence hype. So I think he's got the opportunity in an offense that is historically a very big stat producing offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think getting a Clemson quarterback at, for the future is probably the way to go. Like it. All right, so I've run out of quarterbacks and wide receivers, so i got to go running back. So I am actually going to go with uh, Justice Haynes from Alabama. I think that it's hard to go wrong when it comes to a running back from Alabama. I do think that the biggest issues right now are that um, a lot of people transfer in. People are transferring into Alabama that are are from other programs, but Alabama seems to put out a lot of their own guys, and they they do well in – college they also progress well into the pros but i do think from a college perspective getting the highest ranked alabama running back um on the board is probably the way to go so that's where i'm going to go with my first pick in round five
0: yeah i forget which uh, guy we were reading uh but basically the depth chart right now um or the projected depth chart going into the season as of right now Jace McClellan. Um, and then second running back would be Roydell Williams. Um, you know, McClellan probably will go or potentially could go with a good year, go to the NFL after this year, and Roydell is a senior. So Haynes right now at running back three, you know, you know, he's got that potential. But there was two like really, really highly rated running backs that they took last year, Emmanuel Henderson, who could move around, he could move to receiver. Um, yeah, I know he's uh you know doing kick returns and stuff like that right now, but <clears throat> maybe Justin Haynes ends up being that guy. So he's got a Miles Sanders um style. I really think we're gonna see a shift um in Alabama this year, you know, based on the coaching hires that we're seeing. I don't think they're gonna be up tempo. I think them um and you're seeing similar moves a little bit from Florida where the o-linemen are being they're 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 bulking up getting more run blocking style um players which you know maybe maybe that they're getting ready to kind of run the ball more and and do a little bit like you saw with georgia in the championship right you saw a defensive team without like an lead off, like they were really good offense right but they weren't like winning games specifically only reliant on offense as you've seen um You know, some in the past, but uh, I like that uh, pick there with Haynes. I think he's got uh, obviously great potential. And if he ends up being that guy out of the last two classes, huge, huge pick.
1: All right, Doug, you can go uh, running back or wide receiver in the fifth, the second pick in the fifth round. Who do you got?
2: So I was torn between two running backs here. um, And somebody that I've been watching a lot of, so I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go Cole Cabana, um, committed to Michigan. He has a 4 9 40-yard dash time. He's a track star. That's all right. Um, you know, and when I watch film of him, he reminds me. I know it has a comparison to James Cook, but he reminds me more of Christian McCaffrey. He's just, he lines up in the slot sometimes in high school. He's all over the place. Um, I was torn between him and Dylan Edwards. But I think that offense is going to feature Sanders so much that I'm kind of scared to take a running back from there. Um, I think Cabana is going to sit for a year for sure. Um, but I love the production that Michigan has shown from the running backs the past couple of years too.
1: So 4.29 speed. So so you're saying he's almost as fast as Mac?
2: Almost. <laughs> he he runs as fast as I lose championship games really though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. All right. B Mac, Who do you have in the final pick of round five?
0: All right. Uh, I'm going to take Ruben Owens from Texas A&M. You know, I, I talked about not really liking the trajectory there, but you know, if they're able to turn it around and do well, like I could see him being a lead back potentially next year. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I like getting them in the in the fifth round and not in the the third or fourth. But uh, <clears throat> not a big fan of, of taking you know AM players right now. All right, so I've got um, a final running back selection here. I'm gonna go with um, man, because of their O line class, I wanna go with mark fletcher but i really feel like trevante citizen's gonna end up being the guy for a couple years there at miami um
2: fletcher's a big boy
0: yeah dylan dylan edwards uh you know he's got potential to start year one in colorado for kind of like an unknown um type of offense and and how that's gonna play out i could go with the second running back there richard young um but I think I'm gonna go with uh, with Jeremiah Love and and kind of take a risk there with Notre Dame. I do feel like it's a risk because we don't know what Notre Dame's gonna be. They're one year into a really young coach. Um, you know, okay. we see they're gonna recruit well um so far. And um, they had a a really, really bad home loss last year to i think it was marshall but any anyways like jeremiah love really good running back his player comp is Kenyon drake and um both love and owens you know have pretty good potential to be the guy a better uh better odds i think than one of these other you know texas or bama kids potentially all
1: right good stuff so that finishes off b max mock draft. Doug, you've got your final pick, and you have got to pick a wide receiver.
2: Right. So, I typically don't do this. Uh, I typically do not pick a player from a team that I root for. Um, but, I see a lot of potential with this offense, especially next year with the quarterback they're bringing in. And I'm going to go Aiden Mizell from Florida. And especially when a comparison is a Jamison Williams, that gets me excited. Mm-hmm. I can't go away from a kid that they're comparing to Jamison Williams because I know what he did to me or against me in games in CFB. So um, I'm going to go Aiden Mizell. And they're saying now that he might be pushing six foot three, uh, almost 200 pounds, and he's still got elite speed. So, in an offense where they're kind of trying to find who they are, I expect one of these young kids to help them figure it out.
0: Man, Matt, I, uh, I have kept myself from trying to work a trade for Jamison Williams because it's not really a big need for me you know, on the NFL side of, of our league. But, man, I love where he's at going into the future. I think he's going to – Jamison Williams is going to diminish uh, a Monroe St. Brown um, immediately, and he's yeah. going to be a a elite. elite. Yep. He's going to come on like a Jamar Chase
1: did love i, I I'm, I'm hoping that that's exactly what happens <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that's exactly what happens we shall see all right last, so, pick. last pick so in this so we would in in the regular draft this would be mr irrelevant but we're only 18 picks in so this is still <laughs> a very relevant individual so again looking at the board there's a lot of different places i could go when it comes to running back um i feel like I feel like Kendrick Riscano from Mississippi is where I want to go. I like his comparison. I like him being in the Mississippi offense. Uh, Judkins really came on last year. I think that they are, are showing that they can produce some running backs in that offense. So I think that that's where I'm going to go. And uh, I, that's going to finish out my team.
0: I'm such a big fan of taking players for from Lane Kiffin's offense. I've done it when he was the OC at USC. Um, he just he features his best players as good as anyone, and um, you saw what he did at FAU with Devin Singletary.
1: After yeah. FAU, he he had stars. He was he was making stars out of people at a school that had never had a star before.
0: Yeah, and he was a passing guy up until that point. You know, they had the the famous like run the ball shirts when he was the OC at Alabama for a year, and then he totally shifted that offense around with with Tua and company, but. I love um what Lane Kiffin does offensively and obviously Riscano isn't going to be the bell cow for another 2 years unless there's an unfortunate injury or something like that with uh Jud- Judkins but uh yeah man player comp of Kenneth Walker at third right um I think he's uh going to get some you know touches and playing time he'll probably be Third or fourth running back uh this year or in terms of depth chart going into the year. Let me take a quick peek at the depth charts to see if we've got uh O Miss in there quite yet. Um Oh, no, I forgot my alphabet for a second. I, I went to Mississippi instead of Ole Miss. But anyways, we've got <laughs> Judkins, number one. Ulysses Bentley is still there. And then Riscano at running back three. So I think uh, he'll get touches, yeah, this year.
1: All right, so that does it for the, uh, the freshman mock draft. I think it's going to be a good idea, BMAC. Let's get this up onto the Discord because we want to know what you guys think. Who do you think <clears throat> had the best – Freshman draft, not freshmen just for this year's production, but over the course of their college career, who do you think has the best chance to have the most success out of their six guys that were drafted? We'd love to hear what you guys would say about this on the discord channel.
0: On the Discord's important, but yeah, it, it doesn't just have to be Brett in the comments either. He's a, a lawyer, loyal commenter and he knows that affects uh, the algorithm positively for us. So likes and shares and, uh, and comments on the YouTube video, go a, a long way for us. And then of course, well, ratings and stuff all over the, the other podcast. Networks.
1: Well, Brett, I would love to hear what you have to say. I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear what you have to say about my draft being the best one. Um, and then we <laughs> kind of go from there. If you don't say that, I'm going to be a little offended. No, I'm not really, but now, so there we go. So that is our freshman, uh, our freshman mock for, uh, for right now. I'm sure that if we get closer to the season, I'm sure if we did this exact same thing in August, there'd be a little bit of difference when it comes to the players that are out there, whether it be, um, portal, whether it be injuries, whether it be guys that are going to show out when it comes to the fall camps, um, yep. you never know what's going to happen. And that's one of the things that makes college fantasy football great is there's so much, so much opportunity for guys to, to come out of nowhere and become stars.
0: Yep. And we'll Appreciate learn about it. them really soon. Just like you said.
1: And the place for people to go is to cfbdynasty.com because we're going to make sure that you guys have got as much information as you possibly can on the website, on the discord, make sure you're involved. And if you're somebody that has that information, we want you to be involved as well. Because when you're talking about 130 something college teams, it takes a village to be able to get these depth charts out there. If you've got some inside knowledge on a team that you follow, reach out, hit us up. You might get a, might see some, to, some of your information, make it into some of these depth charts so uh that's gonna end our show for right now but coming up we're gonna have all kinds of fun off-season shows teams that are trending up teams that are trending down the best all-time college fantasy football seasons for quarterbacks running backs wide receiver doug is there a specific show that we have coming up that you are particularly excited about
2: oh man i always like the teams trending down bro i like beating teams up a little bit it's always fun um and I look forward to the best all-time CFF seasons. Uh, you know, kind of looking at this list a little bit already. I'm like, who that? But you know, um, is it going to be great, fun? Yeah. But I, I am I am looking forward to the team training down. Um, because it's like I said, man. Being a former cop, it's always fun to kind of beating up people a little bit.
1: Uh, what <laughs> did he just say?
2: That? <laughs> uh... <laughs> hey, got it. call like a it bad is, right?
1: The bad boy of CFB (laughs) dynasty.com and a label. You might, you might be getting out of that second place label now just becoming the bad boy. (laughs) BMAC. What about you? What are the shows that are coming up? Has you the most excited?
0: The all time uh, shows are great. So it's fun. Like we've got, I think in the past we've got retweets from Barry Sanders and Randy Moss and some others. Because they're on this list and it's super fun, you know, seeing the names of like NFL guys that I grew up watching in the NFL, Um, you know, Steve Young and all that stuff from like BYU in the 80s and being on still the top, you know, 300 best quarterback seasons of all time for fantasy. But anyways, I went back and I compiled all the data. I've got like a spreadsheet of all this data, all the top 100 quarterbacks from every year going back um i think i went back to 1980 um and maybe i'll i'll go back even further as i go in and update everything with the 2022 years but man those are those are fun shows talking about all the old names and just remember it reminds me of like starting out in fantasy you know doing the draft after church writing the players in um by hand because there was no internet back then such such fun times Go
2: and you're to getting get
1: old, and Brian. Having mm-hmm. to get the USA Today on Monday morning so you can check out the stats from your guy that <laughs> yeah, played on the in, West Coast.
0: In music appreciation class at Vanguard High School, yes, I was just Ooh. compiling the stats <laughs> in the back of the classroom.
1: That uh, was incredible. All right, guys, so uh, that's the show for this week. My name is Matt Knowles. You can follow me at Dr. Anguish. You can also go to tinyurl.com forward slash Misfits2. That's M-I-S-F-I-T-Z2. Um, my company, in Symmetry Creations, has got a Kickstarter. It's going to be launching by the time this next show actually airs on uh, February 13th. On this coming Monday is going to be the start of our next Kickstarter. We'd love for you guys to go up there and uh, take a look at that. BMAC, why don't you tell people where they can find you? What's going to be going on for you in the next week?
0: I'm not hard to find on the Discord, not hard to find on Twitter. Hit me up anytime. Like, subscribe. That's really what we want you all to do. Um, Comment, and uh, we want to really try and get the Discord flowing along. Um, I've done a poor job of that, and uh, we'll be making some efforts um, (coughs) to kind of share and promote it a little bit more. All
1: right, Doug, what about you? Where can they find you? What's going to be happening for you in the next week?
2: All right. Like it says on the little screen on here under my, under my name, you can find me on discord at Doug, pretty basic on Twitter. It's at gravely underscore Doug. So I threw my last name in there. G R A V E L Y underscore Doug. Um, and then this week, man, I'm just looking forward to putting some more stuff together to share with you guys on discord, some stuff to maybe share on Twitter, Instagram, you know, get us out there a little bit more, maybe see if we can, uh, get you guys to share it and get some more followers. So I'm planning on being a lot more active on social media this week.
1: And you know what? I think it would be remiss if we didn't end with one last little question, because the big game, which we can't name, is happening this Sunday. Doug, we're going to start with you. If you were betting, who would you go war? Who do you think is going to take home the championship on Sunday?
2: I'm going against the script writers, and I'm going to go Kansas City.
1: Going Kansas City to get their their uh second their second ring and I saw a stat this week that blew my mind it blew my mind with Brady retiring there is only one quarterback in the NFL right now with more than one Super Bowl ring do you know who that is you have a guess if you haven't seen the stat do you have a guess one quarterback with more than one Super Bowl ring left in the NFL blew my mind.
2: With more than one. Hmm. With
1: more than one. Either one of you guys have a guess. It is unbelievable. You're, it's going to be not who you think.
2: That's a tough one. I don't know. I don't even know and if Jim, I can guess it.
1: Jimmy G as a backup to Brady is the only one. Oh. Hmm. So this Super Bowl, we could see that change. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with Kansas City as well. I think that Mahomes, again, generational talent. Uh, I think that there's just too much there. I think that Mahomes is uh I think their offense got better. I hate saying I think it got the offense got better without Tyreek Hill. Not that Tyreek Hill wasn't the best player on that offense, but I think it, it it forced other people to step up and have the offense become a little less predictable. Um, but I'm I'm going with Kansas City. What about you, BMAC?
0: <sighs> so You know, dating back to, like, week six, here's the difficult quarterbacks that the Eagles have faced. Cooper Rush, Kenny Pickett, Davis Mills, Taylor Heineke, Matt Ryan, Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers both played in that one, Uh, Malik Willis and Ryan Tannehill, Tyrod Taylor finished the game for Daniel Jones, Uh, Dak, Andy Dalton, Davis Webb, Daniel Jones in the playoffs, and then Josh Johnson most of the way last week. Like, they haven't faced a really good offense in quite a while. And I, I think Mahomes <clears throat> and them will get it done, although it seems like the better bet would be on Philly. I just think Mahomes, the way he was able to kind of move around kind of unexpectedly, um, I think they'll figure out a way to put up a lot of points and get it done.
1: And I think the guy that yep. dug snake for me in the in the very controversial uh, offseason at Isaiah Pacheco, um, I think that that's been a big a big uh, a big add to that offense, a big Pacheco's add to that offense. So good. Yeah, you don't even you don't even hear about uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire anymore because Pacheco has basically become the man.
0: Rutgers, round six or whatever.
1: Somebody, I, I actually dropped him a couple years ago. I had him on my team oh, and dropped no. him. He did because he did nothing in college. <laughs> yep anyways that is it that is the show for this week we can't wait to be back next week talking about one of those those awesome shows we have coming up for you my name is matt knowles the guys over there are brian mckelfish and doug gravely we've we've really appreciate you guys being here listening to the show on uh whether it be on a, a podcast or watching this on youtube and we hope to return we'll see you next week
2: Peace out, guys.